Welcome to Thinking Design Podcast Episode 1 Part 2. This is your host Vedant Sharma and today we continue the conversation with Professor Balram. How was the process of starting a design school from scratch? How did you manage to get the first batch of DJAD? well uh, i may not like it but design has certain glamour and certain elite sound to it today it is fashionable to start a design school and many are mushrooming every day 12 years ago when we started dj academy of design in coimbatore it started with an urge to begin a school for a profession which is unique and different from the millions of engineering management and medical schools in south india at that time barring bangalore there is no design school anywhere that challenge really excited me and i took it i was determined to make an ideal design school second to none in the world well time will tell how much i succeeded of course the beginning is always toughest we started with a one year pg course for engineering graduates and uh, we got the first batch you know how by conducting design awareness workshops in major cities such as chennai hyderabad bangalore etc that was in 2004 i took over the reins i came here first as a nid sent person to help the program but then i took over the reins and uh, as soon as i came i immediately started four year undergraduate program and a three year postgraduate program i started inviting the best design teachers in the country because of my seniority and uh, my past high position at nid all of them are my friends and they readily obliged me soon the word spread we hardly advertised much today most of the colleges spend lakhs on advertising but we don't do and the rest is history years ago while working with and under a great designer called charles james he used to say in a vast exhibition even a postage stamp size visual can command attention if the content is really impressive it is the same with dj academy of design we limit our intake to only 30 so that we can give more personalized teaching very important in design teaching and uh, getting best teachers is the most important thing and vital for a good design education anywhere so my innovation in this is to create a curriculum which not only allows best professionals but also attracts this busy practicing professionals to come here and teach i made djed a visiting faculty based education this is not done at any other design school i know in this manner it is unique and it has paid very rich dividends the visiting faculty already highly reputed like sm shah dalwadi Uh, because of the lecture etc they became our ambassadors so we don't need to 
advertise as a design student myself i had this question what should a design student coming to a design school focus on learning let me tell you it is not subjects teachers nor infrastructure which is important that is just a myth the most important learning when one enters into a design school is unlearning you have to first put the debris of all those cramming years away unless you purge and clean the whole mind you cannot feel hungry for fresh knowledge once the hunger is there you run after food isn't it there are teachers there are books there are important of all the internet is there for providing whatever you see but the hunger is important more the hunger more the food you educate yourself nobody can stop you that is what i believe in in my experience pg students take more time to unlearn because they have years of more debris to clear therefore we here pg courses 3 years i consider a good book or a good teacher is the one who could create this hunger in you the teacher's role today is not anymore the source of knowledge the source of knowledge internet can do it far better how do you think the state of design and design education is in our country today vedant you have touched a raw nerve the state of design education in india is alarming and very sad india's first fully designed school nid started in 1958 with the india report of chalsims now 60 years later mind you that's a very very long time india has neither enough design schools in number nor schools in quality yes design schools are mushrooming every day but also dying like flies most schools are private they start with the sole intention of making profits as only business investment where the only criterion are more enrollments no matter what quality quick returns and aggressive marketing promotion there are farm schools also started establishing more and more catching on the indian mentality of farm is always better even if it is expensive many people go for that but there is another group which is making a lot of money is the coaching schools for entry into design schools they are cashing on the eliteness and they are making a fast buck there is a severe depth of good design teachers because few those few trained indian designers prefer to start their own consultancy and practice than teach so where are the teachers in the country there is a design council it was established finally after 50 years after nid after 50 years after indian government called charles sims to recommend a design institute for india well it started but its mandate is not design education as much as design promotion even after so many years indian business and indian industry are not fully realizing the enormous potential of design as a game changer
Even some top industrialists today in 21st century do not know what design can do for them. Our present Prime Minister very lavishly started Make in India. We all must understand that Make in India without Design in India will only turn India a slave nation, a sweatshop for the smart countries to bosses. Worst of all, what will happen in such a situation is the environmental pollutions, the debris all will be dumped on our people. We have come into 2017, now we are getting into 2018. There are new technologies emerging and uh, with the new technologies, there are new design modules focused on them. So what design modules do you think will be in the uh, design syllabus? Uh, let me answer it this way. Change is the only thing that is constant in life because nothing else is constant. Everything changes constantly. One may intelligently guess what might happen in future, but it's not possible to be sure of it. Many bubbles like this had burst in the past. We all know it. So it is foolish to include design subjects based on such uncertainty and shaky prediction. I would not recommend doing it. Then what way design education today should tackle our tomorrow? In my opinion, instead of teaching this subject or that subject, expected subject in the syllabus, we should do away with expectation altogether. The only wise thing to do is teach the students how to cope with any change that he or she may face in future. You got it? It is like give him not a fish, but make him capable of finding the fish and catching the fish. That kind of philosophy I'm talking about. Well, it's very difficult, but it is the only best thing to do. If you are afraid to face difficulties, what is life worth living for? You tell me. Based on this, uh, which countries do you think are utilizing design to its full potential? <laughs> it is certainly not India. I'm very sad to say it. C.K. Prahlad from this very city, they say, the management guru, who is not there anymore, once said in Ahmedabad, it is wrong to say India is a sleeping tiger. At that time, we were all saying India is a sleeping tiger, sleeping tiger and all that. He said, no, no. It is not a sleeping tiger. India, at the best, is a sleeping elephant because it takes so long to get up on its feet. I can't agree more. So we take in India, everything takes. I just mentioned you know, that uh, how long it took for the design council to be formed. Same thing. India is lagging far behind in design. That we all Indians should kind of attend to it. As we all know, modern design originated in Germany and flourished in Europe and United States of America. That was in the past, but in recent times, I'm happy to say the 
countries giving design the most importance are the asian countries the most prominent among them i must say china however much we don't like in comparison it is comparable in our size it is comparable in the development agenda which we have but i am afraid it is doing very well let me give you some figures beijing city the commercial city of china alone has 119 design colleges and more than 30 creative clusters another city shenzhen city has more than 6000 design firms look at this japan always is known for its design lead and now south korea joined and uh, both these countries are utilizing design exceedingly well considering their smallness in size but still you can see their mark everywhere in the world they are able to establish a mark leave a mark on the world and for they known for their quality whether it is cars or products or environments and you can say this is korean car this is japanese product these people call their economy design driven economy or creative economy according to me this will be future world economy creative economy is the world economy what do you think is the future of design education um the future of design education depends on future of human society i think the world is becoming like a huge cesarean hospital technology is progressing at such breakneck speed that before we understand and apply well the present technology a new technology is replacing it speed is becoming so important that cesarean operation is performed at our own convenience at our own speed not caring for natural process who cares for nature anyway and who cares for natural pace a good design education must address this torture of nature not to speak of damage to ecology and sustainability problems the other one is real design is beyond prettifying things and selling for swelling profits two weeks ago as we all know in the capital in an elite high school one boy murders a junior brutally in the school in broad daylight in the toilet why just because he wanted his exams postponed because he could not prepare for the exams i think it shows how the examination pressure is creating monsters out of innocent children has the design education no role to play in such catastrophic perversions in the society which are happening what i quoted is not the only incident there are hundreds of them is design for all or is it only for a selected few why do we need a design which is not equitable which is partisan 
and which does not care for the people who are physically challenged, who are poor or disadvantaged. You tell me. Why do we need a profession which encourages conspicuous consumption? Why do we need a design which caters only to rich minority, that to refining toys for adults? Some time back, I was traveling and a young design student came to receive me. She narrated me an incident. She was sent to a public hospital to do a signage. When she went there, she was overwhelmed by the inhuman conditions. There, due to lack of space, filth everywhere, and too few doctors to attend, she found a better typography makes mockery of the misery of the people there. How is graphic design relevant there? These are all the questions. Clearly, we need the future design education which resolves all this, answers all these questions, which offers design thinking in a totally different way. We have to apply, not in the conventional sense, but in a totally different way. This needs a different kind of design. We need a design which is based on solid values and which creates a better human society. Ultimately, that should be the goal. And the past ways must change. We need that kind of design education. I said in my book, which is written some years ago, called Thinking Design, that design should be a mission, not a commission. It is time for design educators to do rethinking of design. Good luck. Three books you hmm. would want to recommend hmm. to a design student or a designer. Three books. What would those books be? These are design books or non-design books? Up to you. What you? Up to you. I like fiction. And fiction, I feel, is a philosophy, actually, if you really look at it. One book I recommend is The Little Prince by St. Deoxbury. Yeah, It's a beautiful book in its conception, in what it says and all that. It's like a parable. And, of course, in design, if uh, I have to say, well, I don't want to say about my book that <laughs> it looks almost like a self-promotion. No, but uh, Design for the Real World is one good book, uh, which is written by Victor Papanek many years ago. The third book, which I would think is not a book, but let me uh, do it differently. It's, it is a film which you should see. My favorite film, which is Russian. See, Rashomon, every time I see, I can interpret it in a different way. You see, it is visually rich. It is philosophically rich. Yeah. It is, yeah. It, it, has, it tells you so many things which you could be inter interpreted in so many ways. It tells you almost like there is no absolute truth. It's very difficult for us to, it's like saying that whether God exists. So it is very difficult, but it 
raises such fundamental philosophical questions it doesn't try to portray a reality which is there which you see everywhere uh, so that that way i think it makes you think it is one of those films which you have to see and then reflect on it and it's to me it is like a book that only if it is it is audio visual others are but if you want me to tell one more book uh, which is book book i must say that uh, the pleasantries of mulla nasrudin uh, it looks like a joke but each joke it's a wit and behind that wit there is a tremendous amount of wisdom you ask me to talk on any subject and i normally it is my style to serious even if it is international audience i will start with a mulla story because mulla has behind that simple story he's got a lot of wisdom which is relevant to any situation so therefore i would suggest the other one I, what i suggested is the three different kind of books yeah design for the real world is the usual kind of book but it what it says is totally different it says the world is not real the real world is there somewhere in china and in india and uh, where the poorest people poorest of the poor live so that says but whereas the little prince is little bit more philosophical how you should look at life and uh, how you should look at truth rashman says and mulla is actually a totally a different kind of book it's like a joke book but behind that like this japanese haiku Uh-huh. there's a lot of thing which is behind it so these are my favorite ones i think you <laughs> know anybody would if you read these four books uh, i mean three books and one film you don't need anything else in life you want to give a message i don't know i'm not for messages <laughs> <laughs> but i think uh, what no matter what profession and i don't think since we are free you can always edit it uh designers don't think that they are the great people who could change the whole world i don't subscribe to this some others my friend you know the evangelist they believe in it but it is like every profession has its role to play in the society we should have that humility can you live without a the toilet cleaner who is the bhangi who is untouchable who is all that one day he doesn't come your this thing will stink if designers are not there it's okay the world can still go ahead but if if that dalit or if that untouchable if that fellow doesn't come to you and you know you can clean so like that every profession a barber is as important as the designer is as important as the doctor as important as the pilot the pilot should not think i am the greatest so first of all i think that we must have that humility i'm also not saying design is not necessary no design is necessary like a barber is necessary not less not more this humility many times don't many designers i go to many design conferences ne there is always we no we kind of uh, uh, back slapping ourselves so we are great we are great we are great this is 
ഐ ഫീൽ ഇസ് വെരി എംബറേസിംഗ് ആൻഡ് ചൈൽഡിഷ് നോ നോ ബഡി ഈസ് ലെസ് ഗ്രേറ്റ് ദൻ യു യു മസ്റ്റ് റിയലൈസ് ദാറ്റ് വിത്ത് ദാറ്റ് ഹ്യൂമിലിറ്റി കംസ് ആക്ച്വൽ റിയൽ സെച്ചിങ് ഇൻസൈഡ് ദാറ്റ് ഇസ് നോട്ട് ഹാപ്പി You see Henry Ford who created motor car. Initially one day he was interviewed and I like the answer he gave. The interviewer asked him like you are asking today. He asked Henry Ford, Sir you have given such a marvelous gift to the world. Motor car. Now it changed the whole way of living, way of going places and all that time. so how do you feel after you know you have achieved such you have given a great gift to the humanity so henry ford smiled and said it is hardly my own thing what about the fellow who invented the steel what about the fellow who invented the ic engine what about the fellow who invented the rubber what about the fellow who invented the inflation what about the fellow who invented the gears what about the fellow who invented you know the milometer all this all that i have done is put them all together yeah that is hardly all those people have done this, this that is it i am taking the credit i think that there is a wonderful thing to say because of that humility he has become great you feel believing that you are the greatest you can solve the whole problem you know you can solve the inflation you can solve the uh, wars and you can solve this thing then you are in your own utopia you are not in the reality you cannot in that case actually you you closing your eyes and thinking that you know you are the greatest person those kind of people are useless to the society so we should not get into that trap thinking that we are the greatest but if we realize our uh, kind of potential or our place exactly in the society we should keep on uh, redefining our role that is not happening designers are remain today i mentioned in, in in my talk somewhere also remained as a stylists and uh, cosmetics people you know make things put put little lipstick and put little bindi and to put little kajal to a girl and make her beauty that doesn't make her beauty the kind of beauty we believe in is which should come from within and also a beauty which doesn't help you really to solve your hunger solve your uh, you know illness solve all these things it's not a beauty so the beauty we are talking about is something which is inherent beauty the beauty of sachin tendulkar or the beauty of uh, helen keller or the beauty of mother teresa this kind of beauty we are talking that we must realize we are not cosmetics uh, at anid we discussed many times about fashion design should we have fashion design or not and we said no no we will not have fashion design because then it is very very elite very elite they doesn't have uh, you know the, the people in villages and everywhere in uh, india they don't even know what is fashion but the kind of fashion we need is the design of the dresses which is different you and me are wearing dress which is not a fashion what they show is a fashion is actually useless things which only on the ramp you show it 
but not in reality. In reality, dresses, you make things which are more comfortable, more this thing. For example, today, everybody carries a cell phone. But girls, I don't know how they do it. Their dresses don't, unless they wear uh, jeans and all that. Otherwise, their dress never accommodates a phone. Yeah. No, some of these things, you know, nowadays everybody carries a water bottle. And uh, we don't, uh, you know, design bags which carry the water bottle or tables which accommodate the water bottle. No. So, there are hundreds of problems like this, but we are not attending to it. We are only making this, this is a glass, now it is like this, now it is straightened. We are being happy. So, in my courses where I teach, I try to push them to go to the real problem and not the superficial Thank you, Balram. I'm talking to you. Okay. Thank you. I enjoyed talking. With this, we come to the end of the talk with Professor Balram. Thank you for listening.